All right, welcome back to another episode of talking in my truck to myself. Ah, maybe a couple people listen, so might be worth it. Going elk hunting. It is the opener of uh, Utah's archery elk season and archery deer season and whatever else archery except for unless you have a tag for a hams unit which Utah's got some crazy seasons nowadays not crazy but just different seasons and it's kind of hard to keep track of them all but I just have a over the counter OTC uh, Archer's Hunter's Choice whatever it's called elk tag so that means I can hunt any bull units and kill a bull or a cow. Or I can hunt limited entry units, which are also spike only and cow units for over the counter. So while I can't shoot a big bull on one of those units, I can shoot a spike or a cow. But today I am actually hunting uh, spike bulls, spike elk, um, just kind of going closer to home, out for, uh, a quickie, gonna do a morning hunt, see what we can turn up, I actually, uh, I'm running like an hour later than I wanted to be because I'm stupid and slept through my alarms, but, which usually doesn't happen very often to me unless I'm going to work, haha. <laughs> But, I don't know, I was going to go sit, some water, ambush, but now I don't know if I got time, still pretty early though, yeah I don't know if I got time to get to where I wanted to be, so I'm probably just going to cruise out and unload my Pioneer. And kind of do some spotting, stalking, road hunting with my bow. Can't kill them from the road if you don't hunt the road. Uh, yeah, we'll go cruise up, and uh, I know a spot I could park and hike over into some draws. And there's usually elk hanging around, so hopefully there's a little spiker for me. I forgot. I got coffee and a donut right here. It's delicious. Actually, it's great, but I left my, which I sprinkled on, so it's going to be super messy. I'm going to sprinkle all over my truck. But I just got like a regular coffee cup, coffee, a regular coffee cup today. I don't know where my good Yeti mug is. So there's no lid, so I got to get a drink before I hit any dirt roads. But... I had my donut sitting on top of it, kind of like a lid, and it warmed my donut up really nice, but it's kind of soggy on the bottom now from all the evaporation of the steam of my coffee, but it still tastes great. I'm going to eat it while I talk to you. I don't know if you've ever listened to a podcast where somebody's just stuffing their face full of food while they're talking to you. 
but whatever. Oh, this car. Why do you need to change lanes now? That lady was trying to change lanes, but I don't know why she needed to. She should have done it sooner or later, but not right in front of me. But yeah, so archery season. This year, I've committed to the compound. Last year, I was 100% committed to the recurve until I wasn't. If you'll remember listening back, I ended up shooting a whitetail with my compound. But there were some things that went into all that. And, um, I don't even know. I probably talked about it. I ended up finding the whitetail later on. I know I did the podcast about me gut shooting it. Couldn't find it. Logan ended up finding it later on for me and sent it to me. I was super upset I didn't get to eat any of the meat because I wanted to have a freezer full of whitetail meat. But still got those little tiny antlers to remember him by. But looking back, I should have been more prepared with the compound if I was going to hunt with the compound. So this year, I said I've been committed to the compound I built me some arrows up a good buddy McCade lent me his fletching jig so I've been he actually gave me some arrows too because all the arrows I had I was trying to get that bow tuned up and sighted back in and I don't have a very good shooting setup at my house right now if I miss it was like I got a like piece of plywood, but I don't have like one of the big giant foam targets, which I desperately need. But um, you miss, you either hitting a big piece of plywood or it's hitting the fence behind it, which is like chain link, and it sometimes the plywood doesn't stop the arrows. I don't know. Or sometimes, since I shoot cheap arrows, they just break when they hit the plywood. Not always, but I'm sure. I don't know if there's, like, any elitists that listen to my podcast, because there's only, like, seven people that actually do. I'm sure they'll be like, well, why do you buy cheap arrows? Because I'm on a budget. Shut up about it, alright? But, my bow, it is a Diamond Justice, which is, might be an off-brand, but it is 100% American-made, mind you. Which is, I think Diamond and Hoyt have a deal like they're the same company I don't know They made, it's made at a Hoyt factory so there's that um it's uh set up 31 inch axle to axle 70 pound drawways I got is what I got it set at. I think last year my draw was a little off. I let a buddy borrow it to see if he wanted to buy it, really. And they adjusted it. And I don't think I ever adjusted it back, to be honest with you. So when I shot my whitetail, I was shooting. So my normal draw length is 28 inches because I'm not very tall. 
which is not all that short either, but I think his draw length was like 30 plus. And I got pulled that bow back and I kind of, I mean, I know you should check your shit before you shoot at a deer with it, right? But I was shooting good with it before I left Illinois. I will put that there. And then while we were in Illinois, I was shooting good with it. I think part of me shooting the whitetail in the guts was I've never shot an animal with a bow before and I kind of lost my shit but also too there was no consistent draw length on my bow every time I was pulling it back and I was sitting down in a blind and blah 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 whatever so I got that figured out and I got to watching a bunch of videos on setting up a bow all that and realized that my peep was too high. So like if I was pulling my bow back and anchoring in the corner of my mouth and trying to touch my nose to the string, my peep would be in my forehead pretty much. And I don't know why it was like that. I had a really good reputable bow shop set it up last time, but I don't know. According to the Archery Masters app, wasn't good on the YouTubes. So, I put, I have a little uh, portable compact bow press. So I uh, clap my bow to the table and then put the bow press on it, de-strung it, unstrung it, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Cut all the tie strings off my peep and all that actually lowered my knocking point too and I tied my new knock sets, tied a new D-loop lowered my peep tied, well yeah, lowered my peep, put it all back together, you know I don't know when you mess with bow strings, it is really finicky, tedious shit, and it's hard to get the right twist, so like like let all the when you release the bow press and it tightens back up how the uh, string twists and all that you know so I had to do that like 8 million times try to get that peep to where it wasn't twisted until I could see through it but I uh, got that all done and tied in then started shooting with it and sent. And that's part of the reason why I probably busted all my arrows because so because of that then all my sights were off right so I had to reset it in I had five arrows until I didn't. <laughs> so, there's that. And, like I said, I am broke. I'm on a budget. I can barely afford this elk tag that I bought two days ago. So, I was panicking. I'm like, shut up. I can pay my bills and stuff. But, you know, I don't want to stress my wife out and spend all of our money on hunting, which I do anyway. But,. I just didn't have enough money to buy all the stuff I wanted. So I kind of went budget. And McCade loaned me those arrows and I built those up. I had to cut them down because he's a great big tall guy. Uh, fletched them up. And then started shooting them. So my arrow setup is like 28 inches pretty much. 
insert to knock. I put in a 100 grain insert. And I got a 100 grain broadhead, so then the arrows are 8.3 grains per inch, I believe. And they ended up turning out to be around 500 grains, which I don't know exactly. I didn't paper tune it. I, didn't, I just go out and shoot my target and they hit where I'm aiming. So I'm sure the FOC, the front of center, is heavy. It's really heavy, like almost probably max what you want it to be. Like a 16, 17% FOC. So, like, imagine like you tied a string to a rock and chucked the rock how heavier in the front that would be, right? Like, the string's just gonna fall the rock. That's kind of how my arrow is. So, it's super heavy in the front. The ass end of the arrow just kind of whips around and follows the tip. But it hits and it's good for penetration. I'm not shooting a super fast bow. It's, I like I said, I've never even, I've never shot it through a chronograph, never paper tuned it, whatever. It just hits where I'm aiming most of the time. Uh, yeah, but the broadheads, I was going to go buy me some fancy, I've been liking those Grim Reaper expandables. And I know there's always drama with, when you talk about using expandables on elk, but... I don't buy it. I think if you, uh, like with the technology these days and like, it's pretty reputable bow hunters that have killed a lot of shit with them, killed a lot of elk with those Grim Reaper expandables, they talk pretty highly of them, so I was into that because expandable points generally fly really close to the same as your field points on your arrows, so you don't usually have to they're pretty accurate. You don't have to change much on your sides once you start switching over to broadheads. I need to drink my coffee, damn it. I'm trying to finish this donut, though. Um. But they're like 50 bucks for three of them, you know? I mean, even other broadheads are all, they're all pretty much the same price. Well, there's some that are way more expensive, but. So I have a little tackle box thing full of like archery like bow gear like old sights field points and broadheads and all sorts of stuff so they end up finding a bunch of these muzzy MX3 they're like the old style chisel point ones which say what you want those things kill and they fly really good actually I didn't hardly have to change my sights over at all once I started shooting those but I got them all sharpened up the little like they have the replaceable blades and you can just replace the blades if they're dull or something, but I didn't have a ton of those, so I sharpened them all and I still have some replacements, but uh Yeah yeah. So I got those. Sorry, I'm just merging onto the freeway. So I think we're set up, you know, I'm probably not going to shoot at anything past 40 yards just because I'm just putting that limit on myself, which when it comes down to it, I guess we'll see what happens, but uh, 
my, my plan was, was to set up an ambush and have more of a controlled shot, you know, closer 20, 30, 40 yards. But I'm running behind. It's not light yet, but it's getting lighter as I, the more I talk. But mm, That's good coffee. Uh -huh. I got my cool little mug. It's got a bunch of cowboys on it. Herding the stampede of longhorn steers and cows. Pretty cool mug. I actually found it at my parents' house in the basement. <laughs> but anyway, we uh gonna do that. Super excited, man. It's it's hunt season finally. I started this podcast just about a year ago, hunting elk with my bow. Which in hindsight, I probably should have taken my compound with me then. And I may have killed an elk. So if you feel like it, go back and listen to those episodes again. And now we're hunting elk with our bow again. Full circle. Like a circle. Anyway. I don't know. I'm trying to compile my thoughts here. probably going to shut her down for right now and then I'll pick it back up after I hunt this morning like I said oh that's what I was maybe going to mention too since I'm broke I'll talk about this I was only, I'm was only i only going to hunt the morning pretty much until it probably gets too hot or I, I'm not seeing any elk I don't know uh, I really wasn't even planning on hunting this weekend to be honest with you because I was planning on doing one big trip into an animal unit like last year later on like towards Labor Day I'm trying to just save family time you know and all that but since this is so close to home and I kind of decided not to do that for some reasons I'll just hunt here and then maybe go on a trip somewhere else probably still I don't know I just hunt these spike only units so I can actually see elk but anyway, so I'll hunt in the morning today, go home, and I'm kind of, I'm super excited, because this is my kind of my deal, but the UFC, Ultimate Fighting Championship, MMA, it's kind of my sport, and they're in Salt Lake City tonight, but I'm not going, because I'm broke, and I can't, I can't, ugh, I could not afford the tickets that were any good, I could afford the tickets that would be in the very top of Vivint Smart Home Arena, which like if you go to a jazz game, those are like $7 tickets. Well, at the UFC, they're like $200 tickets and they're in the upper bowl of the nosebleeds. They have those big giant screens that you can watch on and see everything, but why would I want to go do that when I could just watch it at home on my TV on my couch and have free food and drinks? Nothing's free, but whatever. But I really wanted to go. I think that'd be super cool to experience a UFC event since like that's my thing. Uh, maybe one day, get some money. I get that figured out first. But like I think the tick, like ringside tickets are like anywhere between thirty five hundred and ten thousand dollars a ticket. But that's why you see all the rich people down ringside. But I think it'd be pretty cool to go down and see Joe Rogan and 
whoever else is commentating and all the fans, celebrities, all that crap. Kamaru Usman and Leon Edwards are fighting. Probably half the people who listen to this podcast don't know who that is or even care. But it's going to be a pretty good fight. There's a lot of other good names on the card as well. So it's going to be good watching. So we'll just buy the pay-per-view at home and watch it at home. That is, if I make it home in time, because I might be packing out of elk. You never know. You never know. But anyway, I'm going to cut this one off right here, and then I'll pick it back up after I'm done hunting when I get back down on the truck, whenever that is. I'm back. Uh, just headed home now. Uh, went up there on the old mountain, and... Uh, Got into some elk. Actually, almost worked out for me. Uh, there was quite a few guys running around hunting, and it seemed like most of them were hunting elk. But I try not to let that bother me as much anymore. I used to uh, get all bent out of shape when there was a bunch of people, you know, and it kind of ruined the hunt for me if it was like crowded or whatever. I still don't like necessarily hunting around a lot of people, but especially on archery hunt, I don't know if it really matters. Uh, I mean, it does, but not as big of a deal. But there was a lot of people running around. I just picked a spot, drove up, parked, hiked up over a ridge, and oh my goodness, there's 8 million mosquitoes in my truck. Anyway, hiked up over a ridge to a spot I normally see elk in and just kind of worked my way up that ridge into the wind. Wasn't seeing anything. Sat down and started glass out across. And I seen a couple of hunters up ahead of me were kind of right where I wanted to hike to to get into the next uh, draw, canyon, drainage, whatever you want to call it. They were on the next ridge and, uh, they were like crouched down and I'm like, oh crap, they might be, uh, stalking in on some elk. So I started glassing and across the canyon from them, so like two canyons away from me, I could see elk, uh, working up over the ridge line on that other side. So I pulled out my spotter. At first it was all just cows and calves. There's probably eight to 10 cows and calves, I can't remember. And then like they were still pretty, or the two guys were still crouched, but then they just like stood up and started glassing around. So they must've spooked those elk down into the bottom and out the other side. I kept glassing to see if any more elk were going to come over. uh, A spike followed them cows up over the ridge. So I was like, holy shit, there's a spike. And he's actually a really, like, as far as spikes go, he was a big spike. Really tall. And it looked like he had started shedding most of his velvet off. I'm like, well, crap, I can either bomb off this ridge below these guys they were like stood up and turned around and was hiking back the other way 
so, so I could either bomb off this ridge below these guys, go up the next ridge over the top of that and into the other one, which would have been straight down, straight up, straight down, straight up. Or I could go down to my side by side and drive clear around and then there's a road on the canyon back on the other side of where those elk topped over. So I opted for that and I was hustling I hustled down, jumped in the side by side, took off, got down around, going up the canyon that the elk dropped into. Well, I don't know if they dropped into it ever. I think they stayed up on the ridge line, kind of on the skyline of the ridge. But uh, the road up that canyon was really rough and nasty. It was hard to get up, so I couldn't hustle as fast up that. And there was some somebody was already up there. I never saw them. I just saw their four wheeler parked up at the top of the canyon. But I was going up the canyon and I stopped and I could see a bunch of elk on the side hill, like in the I don't know. They're just feeding out on the face and I picked up my binoculars glassed them and there was like 12 cows and calves and then a small bull that was definitely not a legal spike and I was like bull are these new elk or is it the same herd I don't know so I got to think well maybe it is the same herd and I just didn't see them all when I was glassed them on the other ridge well, I need to try to get up around these elk and cut them off and going straight up this canyon wall like when I say straight up, I mean it is straight up like these elk are in legit sheep country and it sucks and there's not a lot of cover either so I don't know it, sometimes it's so steep like once you get going up it you can't there's too many little draws and gullies and stuff on the side hills you can't really see around them either so it's hard to glass them once you're up in the top I don't know so I got I started busting ass up the hill straight up hiked my face off um, and then I got to looking and there's another elk or another group of elk between me and the ones that I just glassed up so I was like crap is this the same herd that I'd seen earlier I don't know so I had to like hike more to the like down away from them because they were coming like down the ridge line at me but they were still like a thousand feet above me at a pretty good rate and I needed to hustle up that hill so I got up that hill right as those elk were kind of like passing through so I was a little bit behind and I never got a good look at any like I mean I didn't see a spike. They're all cows and calves, which I could shoot a cow with my tag, but I was I'm trying to hold out for a spike for right now. We'll see once it comes closer to the end of the hunt, but or might go hunt on an anti bull unit and go after a big bull. I don't know. But I got probably 150 yards from those elk. <laughs> and then they just kind of scattered off and right as they scattered off down below me big old thunderstorm whipped in and it started raining and lightning all around and I kind of like got off the ridge line because you know I was holding the bow like a carbon bow with arrows like my little right lightning rod in my hand right on top of this burnt ridge line you know 
whatever. I didn't get hit by lightning. Thank goodness. I, actually, I don't know. I wasn't super worried about that, but you never know. But, so I continued up the ridge to see if I could get after that other herd of elk after that storm kind of passed through. And I, that rain was actually kind of making it nice. But when that storm whipped through, it made the wind go all funky too and like I had wind in my face and then two seconds later I felt it on the back of my neck and then it was going sideways and then it was going the other way like it was swirling up and down and all over around and blah 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 so I was like well crap this ain't gonna be no good but I need I kept going up the ridge anyway for a minute to see if I could get a look at them elk because I thought maybe they'd gone over the top and dropped down in the bottom between the canyons where I'd seen them from earlier and then where I was, um, which I ended up being right, but I didn't see him in time. I was looking off the other side, and then I come back over the top and was looking, and I couldn't really tell. And I started moving, and then I see a whole line of elk come out the bottom. But they were all cows, and so somewhere that spike and then that little bull disappeared from and. What was kind of cool was this little bull, he's like going to be, well, I call him a baby giant. He's going to be huge because looking at him, you could tell he was just like a yearling. I don't know, however old like a spike would be, like a normal spike, but like this bull was about the size of a calf pretty much, like a good sized calf elk, but like nowhere near as big as a cow's. And he had his back on his back end of his beams he was already splitting out and then he had like a probably 8 or 10 inch cheater coming off of one side too and then I don't know if he had any brow ties there. definitely not a legal spike but he was cool and if he's still a baby like that he's probably going to be a giant one of these days if he lives long enough but so I don't know where the spike went he might have been with that first group of cows he could have gone over that I don't know that other hunter that was up above the canyon, I have no idea where he was even. I just seen his four-wheeler parked up the canyon. He could have been hunting deer. He could have been hunting elk. I didn't see very many deer today. I saw a doe and a fawn. I saw a bunch of antelope, a bunch of elk, but I was still fun. Had a good time. Didn't get skunked. At least got to see some elk. We got to go after him. But did some hiking, that's for sure. I tell you what. It wasn't that far. I mean, I maybe did a few miles. I'll have to look and see, but I bet you I did. Whew. I feel very tired from this. At least two to three thousand feet of elevation gain, because that that shit's straight up and down. And there's nothing flat about like any of it. Like I don't know. Hiked my face off pretty much and then got my face bit off by mosquitoes but the good news was that once the lightning rolled through it scared all the mosquitoes away so that was cool but felt like I was in freaking Alaska in clouds of mosquitoes I didn't come very prepared but they were biting me through my pants and through my shirt which they're like little tiny devil mosquitoes that can bite through clothing I had to wear my my face 
cover mask thing, my camo face mask, up around my ears and my face. Um, because they were so bad. Like when I was hiking, it wasn't too bad, but like I didn't wear any gloves or anything. I didn't have any bug spray either, but my hands are swollen fat because I got so many mosquito bites. My arms, I can just feel like it just itches underneath all my clothing. I don't know, freaking, I hate mosquitoes. Thought we were over that bullshit, but I guess not. I guess it needs to get cold and freeze them all. Oh well, oh well, oh well, oh well. But I'm gonna head back home now. I don't know if I'll come out and hunt tomorrow. I might try to just sleep in. I haven't been getting very much sleep lately. Like you guys care. Dylan doesn't get much sleep. It's because I work my ass off every day. Eat shit. Just kidding. I don't know. I'm tired. I want to sleep in tomorrow, but I don't know if my kids will even let me. We'll see. Probably gonna end this one here. Sorry, Ed, I suck so bad about getting these podcasts out. I kind of just do them when I feel like doing one. You know, it's kind of hard to stay really committed to doing it when all you do is talk to yourself in your trunk on your phone. But I don't know if that makes a difference or not. But I never, we, me and McCade still haven't done our recap on our 24 mile trail run that was in June and it's August now so I don't know if that'll ever happen I might just have to do one by myself I don't know but got lots of hunting to do it's just the first day of season first day of archery season here in Utah should be good the rest of the year got a couple rifle tags later on we'll do some duck hunting might do some lion hunting I don't know chucker hunt, pheasant hunt, but right now we're committed to elk and deer through August, September, October, it'll be fun, but anyway, like, subscribe, share, whatever you want to do, I don't care, have a good one, see you guys.